marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. The first legally sold marijuana here goes to an Iraqi war veteran. A new insurance study out this week looked at car crashes in several states that allow the use of recreational marijuana. Barry Peterson. You're a doc. You've studied this. You've talked to the researchers. Right. You're saying marijuana can kill cancer cells. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Marijuana is illegal under federal law. States have legalized recreation. It's no wonder you can't open your eyes. What do you expect doping yourself up with this wrong stuff? What do you know about pot? All right. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm Jen Procacci, and you are listening to the Cannabis Hour. Eugene Denson, um, the attorney, is joining us today. And we will be discussing the Mendocino County abatement program and planned use of satellite imagery. Um, Mr. Denson is going to speak to his experience with a similar program up in Humboldt County. And we are going to be taking callers starting at around 940. I'm sure a lot of you will have questions, so stay tuned. And I will give that number out closer to um, the call-in portion of our show. So, Mr. Denson, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, Jen. By the way, uh, you can just call me Ed. It's so much quicker. Uh, (laughs) Great. Thank you, Ed. (laughs) I'm Ed Denson. I uh, went to college in Berkeley in the 60s, where um, I was active in the various civil rights things there. Um, And I moved to Humboldt County in 1980, thinking, okay, my activist days are over. I'm living in the corner of nowhere. Nothing ever happens up here. Well, that illusion lasted a year or two, embroiled in the uh, Earth First and the Timber Wars, Uh, and uh, became a uh, non-violence trainer for COG and for some years the president of CLIM, the two organizations here that were fighting the government use of helicopters in the cannabis. So um, it looked to me as the whole thing went on that one of the keys to it was lawyers. And as I looked around, uh, I saw a bunch of lawyers, but very few of them actually um, taking part in defending, uh, defending defenders of the earth and of human rights. So um, I got an inheritance in the mid-1990s, and... Uh, went to law school by mail. Uh, I know that may seem strange, but actually uh, Barry Milton, who some of you may know from Country Joe and the Fish, and some of you may know from the time when he worked in the DA's office in Mendocino, actually studied by mail in the dressing rooms while the band was waiting to go on. So it can be I did it passed the bar, first shot, and um, 
went into criminal defense quite quickly because uh, people kept getting busted for marijuana. For about 18 years, I became a lawyer right after 215 passed. So a, a great deal of my experience was with medical marijuana, uh, certainly as a defense. And um, up until legalization, that was the, that was it. A few DUIs, but mostly uh, the many, many ways you could get in trouble for cannabis. Um, then came legalization and uh, a great confusion and the number of, of criminal arrests went way down. I started working in licensing and then came the abatement program issued about 1,000 abatement uh, orders, notices, whatever you call them. They started uh, cases against about 1,000 traditional growers. And um, I have represented maybe 70 to 75 of them. I've done four administrative hearings. I've The rest we negotiated um, and have been to real court appealing the administrative hearings for four people. So I've got some uh, pretty good background in Humboldt's program, and I understand Mendocino is considering following the Humboldt model. And I so I'm going to tell you what happens in the Humboldt model, how it works, and you can figure out if this is the path you want to follow in Mendocino County. Um, when licensing came in for cannabis, it was estimated there were 10,000 growers in Humboldt County. That was probably a wild guess no one actually counted them. No one actually even counted the gardens you could see on the satellite images. And there's two words that might uh, you might think of in relation to the uh, cannabis abatement program. Um, uh, maybe 2,500 were interested in, in getting licenses. So, according to that estimate, three out of four were not. Um, at that point, the Board of Supervisors was at a crossroads. It's now mid-2017. They've just passed, they've just um, made disastrous changes to the cannabis tax, which, um, they, which they have just lost the the lawsuit about, and they're going to have to make substantial refunds. And they decided uh, they needed to do something to beef up uh, licensing. They needed to do something that would encourage more growers to get licensed. Two options, it seems to me, two general options. One is make the licensing program simpler cheaper and more user-friendly, the carrot. The other approach, 
the stick was to make it um, much less pleasant to be a traditional grower outside the licensing program. And that's what they did. Uh, every county has a nuisance abatement program. And it might surprise you to know what a nuisance is. A nuisance is a violation of a county ordinance. That is an astonishingly broad definition. Um, and Humboldt passed a special abatement ordinance aimed at traditional cannabis growers. They called it the Humboldt Environmental Impact Reduction Program based on the theory that traditional growers were um, causing environmental problems. Uh, as it turns out, the program had nothing to do, essentially, with environmental issues. But, uh, you know, tell them you need to tell them to get it passed. So, uh, here's how it worked. The goal was to get everybody to either stop growing outside of licensing, get a license, or get out, leave. They, uh, ultimately, pe some people were driven off their land by this program. Um, the program worked this way. The county entered into a $200,000 a year contract with a satellite imaging provider. And these guys could provide images of any parcel in Humboldt County um, on, if not any day of the year, probably within one or two weeks of the year. Um, and then the county hired someone to, uh, they got some images and they hired someone to look at them. And uh, what they <clears throat> were looking for turned out to be the, the triad of abatement violations, or I should say nuisance violations, that the county decided to um, proceed to abate. So, here's they uh, those three things are cannabis, greenhouses, graded flats. Those show up on almost every abatement notice. And that's because the way they determine who to abate is they look at the satellite picture. If they see plants, okay, they've seen plants. Um, so they can say, well, you've got plants and you're not licensed. Um, you can spot graded flats pretty well, too. Those are the places where instead of plants, you see uh, possibly greenhouses and certainly dirt. So um, now there, there's a problem with this and that is okay you've got your image you see 
um, some plants out there in the open. Um, what do you do about it? Because that is not sufficient probable cause to, um, to to take criminal action. And criminal action is not the plan here. This is a bypass of Prop 64. Prop 64 reduced penalties on traditional marijuana cultivation significantly. Uh, turned it from a felony to a misdemeanor and limited fines. And the thing is that um, you, you get one charge. In the abatement program, the fines, there's no criminal aspect, but the fines are enormous. The fines for having traditional cannabis cultivation uh, is $10,000 for every day that you have uh, that cultivation after a 10-day grace period. You get your notice, you've got 10 days to convince the county that, no, no cannabis here, we're not doing that. Uh, or, and the easiest way to do that, if you are doing that, is chop the crop. Sorry to say that. Okay. Uh, relatively few traditional farmers are outdoors anymore. And so the abatement program, as far as finding outdoor groves, wasn't really getting anywhere. So they developed a different theory. They could spot greenhouses, greenhouses, uh, fairly large structures. They're uh, regularly shaped. It's awfully hard to mistake them for anything else. Um, and the theory was, why would you put a greenhouse up in the woods unless you were growing pot? Therefore, the greenhouse became the evidence for the cannabis. Nobody from the planning department, and the planning department is who uh, does these things, enforces the codes in Humboldt County. Nobody had to get into their car or their SUV, whatever, and go out there and look. Nobody had to go out there and, you know, wait till the sun was at a certain angle and take a long-distance shot of the greenhouse and say from the shadows you could see marijuana plants or anything like that. It was, you have a greenhouse, QED, you've got cannabis in it. Now, the, the greenhouse um, needs a permit, whether you've got cannabis in it or not. So they've got the cannabis violation. Now they've got the um, building code violation because there's a greenhouse with no permit. And what's the greenhouse sitting on? A big, flat area of dirt. Um in a mountainous terrain. How did that big flat come to be? Grading. 
uh, what do you need to grade permits? So they have people. Um, that's where the triad came from. A, a cannabis violation, a building code violation for the greenhouse, and a grading violation for the flat. Almost all of the violation notices were for those three things. Occasionally, there would be a, a streamside management incursion, but those were fairly rare. And what that is is growing too close to the creek. So, um, let's say then that uh, you own a piece of land and somebody is growing unlicensed cannabis on this piece of land. Uh, could be you, could be someone you lease to, could be a trespasser. Doesn't make any difference. The county sees it, uh, or sees the greenhouse. We, we will come to that greenhouse because that was one of the big lies of the abatement program. The that it was environmentally aimed was another big lie, but the greenhouse was the biggest. So, um, you own this piece of land, and you're not the grower. But to your surprise, the abatement notice comes to you. It's got your name on it, and it says there's a file these there's a violation i give you a list usually three on this piece of property and you've got 10 days to get rid of them or face these enormous penalties um could be thirty thousand a day now um I could go two or three different directions here, but uh, I think the way I'll go is, uh, well, we'll do this first. First thing you're thinking is, what a big mistake. I'm not growing cannabis. So you call them up and you say, hey, you guys, ha, 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 this is really uh, silly, but you've sent me an abatement notice and I'm not cultivating. And they say, ha, 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 I've got news for you. According to county ordinance, you are responsible for any activity occurring on your parcel, whether you're doing it or not. Now, you're not necessarily criminally responsible, but this is civil. You are civilly responsible. And here you've got the list of fines, you better get cracking and uh, fix this stuff. So that's the first surprise. Then you say, well, um, I bought this property and the greenhouse was already there. So there may be a building code violation, but I'm not the one that did it. Just as I'm not the one growing the cannabis. But um, the What's, it turns out the real violation on the greenhouse uh, 
is not building it. It's not having a permit. And until that greenhouse gets permitted, the owner of the land, each successive owner, if necessary, is liable for having a structure without a permit. Now, ordinances are a massive attack on property rights. And uh, that is something that will need to be faced, but we're not going to face it today. So, curing the cannabis violation is uh, relatively quick. It got to be more complicated because the, they, these things entangle with each other. There's the greenhouse is there because of the, and to facilitate the cannabis, and therefore uh, it's part of it. And the grading was done to facilitate the cannabis, and therefore it's part of it, and so forth. Let me ask, Jen, are we going to do the bottom of the hour? Um, what do you mean by bottom of the hour? On only show I'm familiar with are those on KMUD, and they do an announcement of underwriters and stuff uh, at the bottom of each hour. So we will not be doing that. Um, I did my underwriting at the beginning of the show, and the next round of underwriting will be happening on Portrait of Jazz, which will be after our show. Okay. So we're going to be going full. We, you know, the only um, time constraint we have is taking callers in the last 20 to 15 minutes. It's 928 now. So yep. if we go for 10, 10 to 15 more minutes and then we take callers, we'll be wrapping right at around um, 9.58. Okay. Then I'll barrel on through. Um, yeah. They, um, um, is to write up a plan that would have resulted in the grading you've got. The county is not satisfied with the engineering firm coming back and saying, a program, instead of the code enforcement coming out to your land, doing an inspection and finding physical, they are not as built. Okay, most people settle these abatements, and they settle them by signing a, a contract called a compliance agreement. In the compliance agreement, they agreed to a certain fine ranging from nothing to tens of thousands of dollars. It, it just depended how the negotiations went. Um, and you also agreed to pay their costs in prosecuting it, which would be a few hundred dollars. Because after all, all that happened was someone looked at the computer, they sent you a letter, and... Uh, looked at the file cabinet, or actually looked at the computer records for permits. Um, you had, during those 10 days, the option of asking for an appeal hearing to see whether, they're, you know, to challenge the idea that there was a violation. And um, the appeal hearing by law cannot be held in the first 15 days after you ask for it. So you've got 10 days to ask for it. 
and 15 days in which it can't happen. During those 15 days, while it can't happen, the fines are piling up. So in reality, by the time you get your appeal hearing, uh, if you lose, you are in for uh, maybe $100,000, $200,000. Needless to say, that put a great deal of pressure on people to settle, and settle most of them did. Four of my clients did not. We went to the um, hearings. I'm going to have to be quick now. Um, the, uh, The judge, called a hearing officer, was hired by the planning department and served at their pleasure. Um, we had It was an evidentiary hearing. They took two or three hours. The county had some, oh, five or six hundred pages of discovery. They turned over all sorts of stuff. Um, and then they had an expert testified that he could tell, first of all, that the picture showed greenhouses. Secondly, that it showed they were being using for light depth. And third, there's cannabis now. Uh, and uh, in the end, in every case, the um, hearing officer found for the county and imposed penalties of, of, I think it was $450,000 per uh, parcel. So we went to real court. We appealed the appeal hearing, and um, we went to uh, the civil court in Eureka and the Humboldt County Court, and uh, after a while, the judge came back with a ruling that reduced the fines. The most significant part was that the judge said this idea that because there's a greenhouse, there's cannabis, uh, is nonsense. It won't hold up, and the judge canceled all the cannabis penalties. However, uh, the permit violations were a different matter, and Although I tried to get the judge to um, say that the county really should have gone after the guilty party, not the uh, victim of these things, the judge wasn't having it. So the reduced violation fines were still enormous. The county then made an offer to settle for 30% of the reduced fines so that we wouldn't appeal to the Court of Appeals in San Francisco. Uh, the fines the, the fines now average, well, they range from $42,000 to $90,000. And those will be liens against the property. The county has the power as a lien holder to force sales of the property, and they would be first in line to get the proceeds, anything left over, you'd get. And uh, at this point, maybe we should throw it open for phone calls. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And um, 
Thank you, Ed. That was very thorough and very informative. And I have a number of questions that came up um, on my own while you were speaking. So I'll go ahead and open up the lines. Great. And then while we're waiting for callers, we can keep talking. Great. So I just want to let our listeners know that if you're just tuning in, this is the Cannabis Hour. I'm your host, Jen Procacci. I am joined today by attorney Ed Denson, and we are discussing the Humboldt model for cannabis abatement using satellite imagery and how this might affect the Mendocino County cannabis community as it is currently being considered as um, an, an enforcement approach here. So we're opening up the phone lines. If you'd like to call in with a question or a comment for Ed or myself, that number is 707 895 2448. That number again is 707-895-2448. So while we are waiting for callers, Ed, I wanted to ask you on the subject of the grading. Yeah. Um, have did you have you seen anyone that has successfully navigated that process? Like they got an abatement letter, a violation was unpermanent grading, and they were successfully able to obtain the engineering permit and uh, retroactively obtain the grading permit and satisfy Humboldt County so that they um, could move forward and not have that, you know, fines fines against them and everything like that. Yes, that was frequently the outcome. There were a few people who were able to show that the grading preceded the grading ordinance in Humboldt County, which was passed around the turn of the century. Um, and Humboldt has online a global information system, which is their uh, photographs aerial photographs of the land in sort of two-year increments going back as far as almost to 2000, although the picture quality is terrible on the older ones. So if they could show that this graded area was in the oldest photographs as well as the new ones, the county would uh, frequently give up the grading violation. Because it was grand But the, you go back to answer your question. Yes, uh, a number of people successfully got uh, as built grading permits. And on the subject of grading, also, I'm wondering what is the smallest graded flat that you've seen someone? Um, have an abatement against, you know, are we talking about areas like 10 by 10 or are we more talking about really big graded accommodated and multiple large scale greenhouses? You need a grading permit. Uh, grading is not area. Grading is volume and you need uh, a grading permit in Humboldt County if your project results in 50 cubic yards of earth, or earth and rocks, whatever, uh, being moved. There are some other uh, restrictions on what, what you do with it when you move it, but if it's under 50 cubic feet, it, uh, you do not need a permit. It doesn't fall under the ordinance. 50 cubic feet is uh, 
it's quite a bit if it's just you, your shovel, and your wheelbarrow. But uh, if you've got a caterpillar, grazer, a bulldozer or something, uh, it's not much. They, um, in one case, they calculated that if the uh, surface of the flat had been graded by one inch, the cumulative grading was enough to bring it under the uh, ordinance, then they had to have a permit. So you cannot measure it. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the flat surface area is. The things you want to watch for on these grading is um, dirt being pushed into gullies or um, dirt that's loose and liable to go into gullies when it rains because the gullies go into the creeks and the creeks go into the rivers and the sediment goes with them and it's bad for the fish. Absolutely. Thank you. So, oh, looks like we have a caller. So we're going to put that caller through. Hi, caller. You are live on the Cannabis Hour. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi. Great show. And I have a question. When does it become an invasion of privacy when we're being looked at from the sky? Or does it? Is, is that just something that used to be and now it's no longer considered um, an issue? Uh, is that a, it's is essentially, that <laughs> essentially Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, that is correct. It is no longer an issue. And the um, I guess the paradigm here is if you fly over the property in an airplane and look out the window, you can see stuff. So um, if you fly over in an airplane point your camera out the window and take a picture, you can see stuff. And the courts feel that the satellites are uh, no more invasions of privacy than the airplanes. During the uh, lawsuits we had against the county uh, in the uh, 1990s, we got them to agree to stay at least 500 feet above the property, but um, but if they did, it was considered um, this, the same as someone looking at your property from the road or from a hill, something like that. Uh, as the satellite technology gets more sophisticated, they can tell more stuff. And that's what did in thermal imaging as a method of binding into a grows. And it may be what... Uh, dozen satellite imagery as a way of discovering uses of property. But at the moment, uh, as far as the courts are concerned, no problem there. Shoot all the pictures you want with your satellite. Thanks, Ed, for responding to that. And thank you to that caller. That is a great question. Um, we have about 13 more minutes left where we can take calls. So if you're out there and you have a question or comment for Ed and myself, feel free to give us a call. That number is 707-895-2448. Again, that is 707-895-2448. 
So also on the subject of grading, I've got another question for you, Ed. Let's say someone's out there, they've done grading without a permit. Um, they're cultivating cannabis. They could be licensed or unlicensed in Mendocino County. Do you recommend that person try to obtain a permit retroactively now before this enforcement abatement program goes into effect or that they just kind of wait and see what their luck has to offer there? The prudent thing to do would be to go ahead and see if you can get the grading permitted. But if you're growing without a uh, permit for the growing and uh, you start getting your grading permits, you're probably going to have uh, somebody come out and look at it, somebody from the county. And uh, by now, people can recognize marijuana when they see it. So it's difficult to cure one of these violations without curing them all. But, uh, of course, in the off-season, that's not uh, an issue. But, uh, so I suppose the answer is probably it's a good idea to uh, clear that grading stuff up, uh, particularly if you have any uh, feelings yourself that that grading may be doing damage, uh, the engineering firm will tell you what is required to prevent further damage. Often that just comes to uh, putting some rocks in the gullies, things like that. Uh, so, next question. Great, thank you for that. Um, I just want to give that number out again to callers if you're out there. It's a great chance to ask a question of a very knowledgeable person here. And that number again is 707-895-2448. Again, that is 707-895-2448. All right, my next question here pertains to licensed cultivators. So a key component of what the um, Board of Supervisors has been proposing here with Mendocino County's um, abatement program is that the satellite imagery is also going to be used to um, kind of check up on licensed cultivators and see if they are in compliance or in violation. Formerly, this was supposed to be done with on-site visits, and now they are discussing instead using the same satellite imagery that they're using to um, look for uh, unpermitted cultivation sites to also check up on permitted cultivators. So that's my question, but I'm actually gonna pause you answering it because we have a caller and I wanna take our callers here. So hold that thought and we're gonna put this caller through. Yeah. Hi caller, you are live on the Cannabis Hour. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks, Jen, for your show, and thank you, Ed, for being on it. Um, my question relates to um, satellite imagery being utilized as a tool um, to obviously look for illegal cultivation sites, but the county's proposing to um, use that tool to then 
send out letters for people to start paying cultivation taxes um, of 2.5% um, because I guess our tax ordinance says that for all commercial activity, illegal or not, has to pay. And I find that to be really perplexing how that's legal um, if these people might be cultivating illegally but not necessarily for a commercial market. It could just be for their own personal use. And I'm curious um, your thoughts on a legal standpoint, um, how that would even hold up. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Mo, for that great question. Go ahead, Ed. Throwing some apples and oranges into the basket here. Uh, if you're growing for your own personal use, uh, you're going to be growing six plants or less. <clears throat> if you've got a 215, you might be growing more plants, but you're not going to be growing plants on any large scale any longer because uh, <clears throat> co-ops and things like that are, are no longer allowed. So um, I wouldn't worry about satellites being used to discover personal marijuana, uh, not legal personal marijuana. So uh, for the licensed people, here's the things you should know. Uh, with the GIS, and I assume this will be also true of the, the satellite services, there are um, tools that allow you to precisely locate where something is. Uh, on the Humboldt County, you can get the latitude and longitude just by moving the, the cursor across the screen. And they also come with tools to measure. So if you've got a, um, let's say, a garden that's a rectangle, they have a, a very quick way to go around the border of the rectangle and tell what the square footage is. So if your permit says you're going to grow 10,000 square feet and here's where it's going to be, they can quickly see from the satellite if, in fact, you're only growing 10,000 and where, if it's where you said it was going to be. Um, so uh, you can just look to that. You're going to have, uh, I would say, too, if you got a license uh, from the county, you also got a license from the state. And the state has many of these uh, same requirements about uh, where you are, what it is, all of that. There's a lot of uh, overlap, at least in Humboldt, between the county ordinance and the state ordinance. So um, I don't think the state is, is using satellites. In my experience, state um, cannabis enforcement, cannabis licensing enforcement, uh, occurs uh, with police raids. The sheriff comes in, clears the property, says to the, everybody else huddled in their, their many, many vehicles, uh, okay, it's safe to come in. And then all the different agencies come onto the land and physically look for violations. I don't know of any instances of the state using uh, digital imagery 
instead of actual eyes, eyeballs on the ground, so to speak. That sort of rambled. Did I get it? <laughs> Sorry, I was had muted myself there. Thank you, Ed. Um, I wanted to just expand a little bit on that caller's question and ask you if someone was growing, let's say, 2,500 square feet of greenhouse, they don't have a permit, so it's an unpermitted cannabis cultivation. If Mendocino County tried to um, solicit that person to pay 2.5% tax, cannabis cultivation tax, because they're cultivating cannabis um, on a, quote, commercial scale, does that have a legal basis for the county to ask that person for this tax money if they're not in the cannabis licensing program? Um, not in Humboldt County. The Humboldt County tax is a tax on licensed growers, and therefore unlicensed growers are untaxed growers. I'm, <clears throat> there have always been problems with taxing illegal activity, and uh, marijuana has been one of those things. Uh, back in the 1930s, they issued special marijuana tax stamps, and if you were growing marijuana, which was entirely illegal in those days, uh, if you didn't have the tax stamp, you would be penalized twice, penalized for growing it, penalized for not having the tax stamp. And the court said, listen, the only way you can get the tax stamp is by coming in and saying, I'm breaking the law. Now, you may not compel people to uh, confess to breaking the law. And so they discontinued it. And now the only people who have those stamps are stamp collectors, and they are much prized and quite expensive. Uh, I would have to read Mendocino's ordinance to see if they are attempting to tax non-licensed growers. But I know that in Humboldt they are not, and I suspect it's because they cannot. Thank you. We have two callers holding here. I'm going to try to get to them both. So let's put one caller through here. Hi, caller. You're live on the Cannabis Hour. Do you have a quick question or comment? Oh, it looks like both of those callers actually are gone. So never mind. And I'm sorry we couldn't get to you both there. We have just about three minutes left here. So, Ed, is there anything you would like to share just in closing with our listeners? listeners um, in relation to what we've discussed today. And would you also like to briefly tell our listeners about um, your organization, the right organization? And also please share how our listeners can contact you or find out more information about you if they would like to. Okay. Um, the rights organization, TRO, has a web page. Uh, it's open to the public. You can go there and see what we're doing. Uh, Shakti um, Nicole Norris is doing quite a bit of excellent work on uh, doing the math on the abatements and everything. She's done Freedom of Information Acts that have gotten her tons of data. So um, if you want to contact me, uh, let's see, you could phone me. <laughs> 
I'm in 707, and it's 923-4764. And at 923-4764 is a 24-hour answering service that picks it up when I don't and takes pretty good messages and emails them to me. If you want to email me directly, it's e d e n s o n nine five five one one. That's the Alder Point zip code at gmail dot com. Um, I, needless to say, go through my emails daily, and uh, like that. If you wanted to message me. That's 707-498-2600. And I must say that communication has gotten incredibly complicated in these days. Look at how long it took me to tell you that. Anything else, Jen? I think we're good for today, Ed. I want to say thank you so much for joining us and for giving us all that information. It is terribly unpleasant, but it is so important for us to all be informed. So thank you for taking the time to really clearly explain to us what that process has looked like in Humboldt County. And I want to quickly share with our listeners here as we're wrapping up, if you're interested in seeing exactly what Um, the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors is proposing for the satellite imagery and the abatement program. You can just go to your computer search engine, whatever you use, and plug in Mendocino County Board of Supervisors meeting May 11th, 2021. And you're going to have some links come up there for the agenda and minutes and the Legistar's um, website that the Board of Supervisors meetings are listed on. And if you dig around there, it's really easy to find um, the specific video clip where the supervisors are discussing the abatement. And there's actually a really great PowerPoint presentation that kind of breaks down what their plan is also. And I'm happy to share those links with you as well if you want to email me at kzyxcannabishour at gmail.com. That's kzyxcannabishour at gmail.com. And up next, we have Portrait and Jazz, so stay tuned. And I'll be back two weeks from today with another episode of the Cannabis Hour. Until then, take care and have a beautiful day. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.